Let's rock. Let's rock. Oh, I rock. Let's rock. Let's rock today. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. We are a real play Magic the Gathering podcast. All right. I'm bringing out my fucking, was it Black Lotus? It's been a long time for me. That's banned. Oh, fuck you. Then we're not playing that game anymore. We're going to play, play Yu-Gi-Oh. Blue Black deck. I make people not play. Oh, yeah, Blue oh, Black, you, you son of a yeah. bitch. That's yeah. a fun deck. I have a five-color warrior deck, and it's insane. Hey, you chose a game that we're all somewhat interested in. We're going to yeah, talk about like, it now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so... I can see my vampire deck We are here. a real play... We are a real play narrative-driven, character-driven Dungeons huh? & Dragons podcast. We focus on narrative-driven storytelling, and I am your dungeon master, Jameson Oxford. Playing a blue-black deck with me today. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is that me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm guessing, but Ryan said vampire, and let me tell you, my blue black vampires are not oh, no, my, great. My, but I have my vampire deck is straight black. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm black powder. It's me, Mitch. I am playing the druid in our little group, and I am here to be employee of the month until I can tear this whole bitch down. <laughs> All right. Uh, apparently, playing black, I believe, is Ryan? I always play black. Hey, Gabe, it's Ryan. <laughs> And I play number nine, and I am ready to play with my mech for the first time because I'm an artillerist now, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, because before uh, you've only been playing with yourself. I mean, your little bits. I mean, and ending and ending on. Uh, what 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 color does Jeff play? Yeah, what do you play, Jeff? Yeah, what's You're your green deck guy? Color? I could see you being a green guy. I could see it too. Yeah, green black. Green um, black. I I uh, maybe green red. I actually have two separate decks, but the of one course. I I want to make work the most. I have a five color warrior deck. Oh fuck Jesus off, Christ! This bitch. Yeah. I, and I only At play least commander. He's not playing so. artifact. What is it? A full commander. Yes. I don't even know what any of that means. He's not playing splinter. He's not playing splinter sliver. It's okay. I'm so out of touch. Sliver and infect. <laughs> fuck both of those. Yeah, no, it's just a warrior deck. It's fun. So what do you play? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm also Rayusk, the Rayusk the Rogue. Um, he said the important bits. And uh, now I will be buckling the swash, so let's do that. Buckle our swashes, everybody. By the way, I'm green. Flat green. If anything, I'll put maybe a little bit of red in it. Mm, weird. Oh. Effective, but weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bury you in worms and squirrels, bro. Bring I it on. I think I have worms a green-red dragon. I'm not 100% sure. But, or Drake or something. It's a wild card. My most... The deck that I hate the most is a, a white ally deck, and you know who you are out there. <laughs> Oof. White deck hate. Last time I played Magic, I borrowed my girl Cagney's deck, and I pulled four board wipes in five rounds. Disgusting. And because I'm not a terrible person, I played them all. Jeff, last time on Torchlit Tavern, please. Last time on Torchlit Tavern. Black powder. Black, Black powder. powder. A little bit blue in there, too. I'm going to go make sure that you have backup. Please push forward and save the people in this cave. Okay. The maker says you should think for yourself, except when instructed to do otherwise by him or me. Okay. But you also see that Reyes has climbed out of the water, and he reaches out, and he grabs the stone and yanks it out. Did you want to roll a knowledge check? Yeah, it was okay. seven. You think there's probably something from the nether... Hells or Dark Realm? Creature, get the fish and leave. It's going to collapse. What about you? What about me? Go. Think for yourself. I jam that, uh, the back sword in a little deeper and I 
does it just like become smoke again? No, but it essentially bursts into a flash of light. But yeah, no, it explodes violently when it's killed. You guys seem to have been trapped by a cave-in in this small cave. You guys have also done enough stuff to get to level three. You start to hear the sounds coming through the rocks of a team and pickaxes. I saw, thought you said no one else was in the hole. I said your operatives were. Men, it's a null. Kill it. Bosi is torn apart by musket fire. Is is foe not with them? You don't see foe. In the center of the room, a towering, dark-skinned, muscular human or half elven man stands, sweating with his shirt off. He seems to be mid-story of some kind as he takes a huge quaff of ale and breathes heavily before speaking in a booming voice. All right, so you guys are in Free Hill again. You've come back from the, the caverns where you fought off the gnolls, and you are back in the Gar's Sun Tavern, the old garrison building turned tavern, and you are currently trying to get a drink, and there is a new character who seems to be this large... Uh, what was the sweaty, uh, mocha-skinned... Uh, is, is, he a, is he a himbo? He's very himbo. Yes, absolute yes. himbo. Uh, but well-spoken. Well-spoken, well, well, not well-dressed. He's shirtless. Himbo. And uh, he's got everyone's attention, and he's just got done telling you the end of a story, and it is the story of the Cataclysm what little is known about it, which I don't know if any of your characters would have necessarily heard the story of the Cataclysm, but uh, even if you did, it's typically not well known. Like, nobody really knows what happened in even history buffs. Like, the whole explosion that changed history and set all of the nations back is shrouded in mystery. So it's weird that he has a whole story. And it's clear why everyone is paying attention. Uh, can I get a can I get a catch up on what the two names of the two deities were? I had my like. Uh, the the only names mentioned uh was Demiurge, I believe. There oh, is no Demiurge other deities named. Okay. He he does name the creator of the world Demiurge. I mean, I think being the creator of the world, he'd be a a full urge. You know, it's not actually what that means, but yes, that is what that word means is creator. So, you guys are in the Gar Sun. It's pretty. Hectic. Uh, Vivaldi does. Yeah, I'm gonna say Vivaldi is kind of traveling with everybody. Vivaldi actually stops short of the door as you guys walk in, and he turns and he goes to his tent. And he has been having Nine follow him, and Nine has been quietly following him. Uh, what does Nine do? I stand outside the tent. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know, and I've followed these people around for so long that I know enough to at least not go inside of a tent. Nine, join me. I do so. Before we get into anything, uh, is there anything you guys want to establish as we start off? Because, like I said, I was reading a lot of things to you at the end of the last episode, so... Yeah. As Reisk enters the the tavern, he just walks straight to the bar. He puts a gold down, and he looks at the tavern keep. Is it the same as the last time? Yes. He gives him a nod. I believe I described it as a halfling who tends the bar. I think so. If not, then it's a different one. <laughs> if it's the same one, he gives him a nod, hoping he understands. If it is a different one, he would explain what he wishes. Um, yes, no, no, I, I've been told, or I remember. Um, Adairu slides up a, behind him. Yeah, goes to a bucket, starts getting out a few grog. Uh, hold, hold the grog, Fred. And Adairu puts down three gold on the table next to uh, Seth's one and says, Give him the good stuff and... Still, he can't afford it with what is here. 
Then grog. Good stuff for my friend first. He he looks over his shoulder and starts to pour out the grog. He looks at uh, at Rask. Um, Rask kind of like suspiciously looks at uh, Halor, then looks at the barkeep and gives him a nod. Spirits or wine? Spirits. Yes, sir. Uh, and he goes and he pours something that looks uh, vaguely like a smoky, dark color, but clear. And, uh, and, uh, ice or none? None. You must try it with ice. You must. You must once. It is a much different experience. And you did well today, my friend. We won't, we will need to talk about you slipping away ahead. Cause trouble before we are ready. But you've done well, friend. Treat yourself. Enjoy it. Drink it like uh, cool waters of ocean, yes? I, I don't know. Take care, friend. And Adairu, like, pats him on the back several times throughout that transition, and then goes off to be ruckus Fine. with the men. Aish. And Adairu's gonna put five gold down for the men. Now, which of you men want some drinks in this hole? Hey! Adairu walks away. That The halfling goes into what you know is a magical ice chest. They become more and more popular across the land as the artificers have made them. And he kicks it, and then he curses, like, I'm sorry for bringing it up. Apparently the ice chest is broken again. Just, it's just cold, just room temperature. I nod. Do you know an artificer? Do you have an artificer with the military? I nod. Do you think he'd fix it? I shrug. Okay, I, never mind. Thank you. Gives you your drink. I nod. Uh, as the bartender hears that, he's like, I'm guess I'm about to be busy, so let me know if you need anything. And, it is uh, of note that Adairu prioritizes the men that he's with, but he will buy a grog for anyone who doesn't stop him. There are a lot of men in this bar. Five gold was put down. Okay. That will buy everyone a round. There's a lot of men in this bar. Uh, you, you see that the, the halfling starts cussing and pouring like a demon. Just absolutely... Uh, swamped with work all of a sudden. Uh, Adairu mitigates that a little bit by handing them out himself. Great. He's We're doing he's just... the evil Captain America. <laughs> Adairu also tries to schmooze a bit once he's got a bit of a ruckus going. He tries to schmooze a bit with the, the guy who is telling the story. He seems important. People seem to like him. Good guy to be liked by. Yeah, you see one of the uh, the, the, the generals, not the Inquisitors, but one of the, Inquis the the generals that work beneath them, is having a, a talk with the man, going, I understand, sir, but the story was nice and you've been very generous, but you do need to give up your weapons. You do not seem to have a, 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 a permit, and we need to discuss this. I don't know what you're talking about. I have a permit somewhere. Uh, what does it cost uh, to get a permit? I haven't been in the area in a while. It, you don't, you have to register. You, it's not just money. It takes time. It, okay, fine. Here, take my weapons. Uh, he hands him a dagger and a great sword and another dagger. And he pulls out from underneath the chair that must have been his uh, a bow. And he hands it to him. And the guy just starts to get weapons stacked into his arms over and over and over. And then... What uh, seems to be the problem here? Uh, this man has no permit for his weapons. Is that, is that what has occurred here? To the guard, taking the weapon. Uh, he tries to peer over the increasing stack of weapons to look at you. Um, uh, uh, per he's... Perhaps like it. Please, let me help. Let me help. And uh, he, he, uh, he reaches out, grabs the other man's hand, palms of gold in it, pulls out his paperwork and says, I have just bought all of this man's weapons. They are mine. I am simply loaning them to him. We are all in clearance, yes? 
no, that's not how it works. But you guys just, it's like as the crowd sort of shuffles away and your new friend grabs you by the shoulders like, now that is the way I like to see primacy soldiers behave. <laughs> it is You'll good to have eventually. friends. It's good to have friends. Take this shit. It is Indeed. Heavy. I don't want it. What is your name, sir? You've been very I, helpful. I am very friendly with everyone here. I am Halor, a mercenary under employ of Primacy, Nation of Kenoria. It's a pleasure to meet you, friend, and you are? My name is Eric. Eric the Barbarian. It is good to meet Traveler you, Traveler of the land, storyteller, and adventure seeker. It seems as though adventure you have found, friend. Come join us in drinks with these people. They all could lighten up considerably. Well, everyone else has bought me a drink, so why not you as well? I bought everyone else a drink, so why not you as well, friend? Oh, and, then uh, you owe me just, another. It's just shameless horse-moosing after that, unless you want to discuss anything important. Uh, you guys both take a seat at the bar. I'm assuming right next to Raisk. <laughs> I'm actually going to give him some space, because I know that Seth doesn't like company. Sure. He doesn't like company, he doesn't like touching. Those are two things that uh, Halor knows and chooses to take advantage of in certain positions. Yeah. And this sweaty barbarian looks like he's going to violate both of those things real quick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. And I'm already real on edge, so. I'm going to take a step away from the bar for a moment, unless uh, Risk has some sort of thing he'd like to do. Um, no, I'm going to drink until that gold's gone. Uh, okay. However long that takes. Uh, hopefully not too long. I'm gonna, so the total amount have... of gold that you put on the table was what, Mitch? Four? He had four total. He put one down, I put three down. I spent yeah. almost as much gold on Risk as the bar. Gotcha. Okay. You know, that'll, that'll get you two, two, two pulls of high-end whiskey, or whatever. High-end spirits. We're not even going to bother naming it. Cool. I drink it. Relatively quickly, but you can come back to me. Yeah. Back in Vivaldi's tent. Spit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, por qué? Oh, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> Uh, the only thing is you should have said robot at the end. I know, but I couldn't even finish robot. it. I was too It's done. okay, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, as as Vivaldi was saying to you, spit on it, robot. Because his shoes had gotten <laughs> awfully scuffed and marred <laughs> yes, during the shoes. hike. <laughs> the maker says you must speak. Okay. The maker would also like you to give me a rundown of what happened after you left the town of Freehill yesterday. Okay. Uh... We were tracking gnolls to try and help the people that they captured. Uh, Fo came with us and was telling us where to go and what to do, and we were listening to him. Uh, Halor was a little bit suspicious at one point, but he was working and trying to help us the whole time, just in a really weird way. Uh, Seth can climb on ceilings, and that's cool. Uh, we killed a bunch of gnolls, and... A couple of snakes and some hyenas. In wit order. He gets a granular rundown. If you give him one, he will ask questions to make it more granular. But basically, we can breeze through the fact that you bring him up to speed on everything unless you don't. I just hope Nine has heard the phrase that snitches get staples. What? I ain't stitching, I ain't stitching that up. You were trying to stitch polymer wow. and aggregate? Uh, hyenas and then gnolls and then a snake and then... Another hyena and another gnome. So over the course of a bit, you tell him what went down. Is there anything that, that you leave out, or is Nine still a very open book? No, I tell him everything. Okay. So Foe went with you into the woods, told you that he would leave it, and that he would come back with help. Yes, which sounds like he did. Thank you. 
Nine. From now on, I do not wish you to take orders from Fo. Even if the Maker says. The Maker wishes this. Okay. May I ask why? You may not. Okay. Do not speak of Fo to anyone else. Like, like he doesn't exist? As far as your conversational abilities go, correct. Okay. I have another task for you. Nine, thank you for your help and your information. You're welcome. He, he goes over, and you realize that you are in a tent that seems to be magically imbued with the ability to have a little bit more space. You stepped into a relatively small tent, but inside he has what amounts to a very lavish and large extra-dimensional living space. He takes you into another room, and there is a table laid out. Nine, I need to tell you that you are very important to my plans. I think you are the only one that will be able to open certain doors once we reach our location. Because you should be programmed with such things that will help us bypass certain warts. So I need oh. you to stay safer. Oh, do you understand? Yeah, I can try. You are an old model. Now, I understand that it is a dangerous place and we are at war with many people. So, he pulls a tarp across this table and this large, what looks like, like, like it was just covering a mass of junk or something. He flips it across and you recognize 41 from the prologue laid out on the table. This unit is similar to you. It is not too many past your model. It was my original choice for this mission. We had to decommission it. I was hoping maybe you could put him back together as a backup for me. Yeah, I could do that. What will you need and how much time will it take? Uh, I might need a few minutes to determine how long it'll take. I'm not sure what's wrong with him currently. Yes. You did claim to be an artificer, correct? This is not outside of your scope. Yes, the Maker was an artificer and showed me how to do artificing. Good. Let me or my quartermaster know. And um, for now, there should be a set of artificer's tools over there and any parts you I need. All right. I will leave you to it. Okay. Can There's, we also have a select amount of extra parts in that case. Good luck. Oh, okay. Uh, is it okay if I ask a few questions? He squints his eyes and he takes a moment. We, are, we will try it. Okay, um, do you know the Maker? Yes. Like you've seen her recently? Yes, not recently. Oh, uh, how long ago? That I've seen her in person? It has been perhaps a couple years. Oh, okay. Um, did we, I didn't, I didn't see them when we came out of the cave, but did we save the civilians? Two, uh, li living members of the community were found deeper into the cave. We had to do some digging, but we did get them out. We also found an abomination of a hyena and its litter, and we put it out of its misery. Okay. Um, the knoll that we killed in there, that you guys shot in the end said he worked with the primacy. I was very confused as to why we shot him. Was he not anymore? No. He was not anymore. I have one more command. Okay. You are not to talk to anyone about that Noel. Okay. Like foe? Yes. Okay. It is best if you do not talk to anyone in the city of Freehill about either one of them. Okay. Do you have any more questions? No. Very well. Thank you for your help, Nine. You've done a great job. You're welcome. Is there anything else I can do? 
Stay close to me from now on. Do not travel far away. The Maker wishes you to remain safe by my side. Okay. At all times? I can't really work on him if you leave the tent. You are safe within my tent. You need not follow me out of the tent, provided you are working on my projects. Okay. Now, I have business. You may continue working if you wish, or if you need time to fix yourself, I know you have had an ordeal. I will be leaving. So stay here? I do wish you to work on this, on 41. Okay. Alright. He didn't forbid you from leaving, because I know you're very particular about Nine's orders, but he did give you a command. It's up to you how strictly to interpret that. Yeah, no, I immediately go over to 42? 41. I decided he's one shy of the answer. Okay, ah, very good. Hey Uh, guys, hey guys, what do you call a flock of artificers? Is this a... An artifactory. Ah, that one's good. I actually like that one. (laughs) That one is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It was pretty good. So I'm going to... Ding me, ding me. God damn it. Oh, shit. You can't sneak it in after a pun. That's cheating. A baby hyena is called a cub. Okay. That's not not even... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to give you the last thing. Wasn't even about Knowles. We're not even in there anymore. Jeff's Jeff's going to take over this random fact. Jeff's going to take it over. Does anybody know why 42 is the answer? 42 is the answer because it is a a code. It is a pun in code. 42 essentially meaning in code. In the coding language. I don't remember which coding language. Old one. It is what you make of it. Yeah, it's the anything option, right? I do recall Correct. that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, It is anything. The answer is It's whatever you want it to want. be. What is the meaning yeah. of life? Whatever you want, man. Whatever, whatever you, you want. want. So, yes. Thank you for hey, that. I didn't yell ding me in the middle of the important conversation when it first came up. I waited. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out it's to the right fact. Sometimes I have self-control. I'm going to walk over to 41, and I am going to uh, put my hand on the back of his head, and my cable is going to connect to a socket there, and I'm going to run a diagnostic. Okay, roll me a... This is an artificer's check. Uh, Roll me a... With your tools and your proficiency and your intelligence. That is an... Is that... Yes, that is an 18. Uh, Where did that go? You said just intelligence? It's not a saving throw. It's a plus four. So 22? Yes. Wow. All right. So, well, right away, you see that he has a lot of very important cables that connect his vital systems have been severed. He has a lot of the wiring, quote unquote, that sort of make makes up your circulatory similar systems have been severed. So fluids are not getting where they need to go. They keep him lubricated. So his motion centers are shot. But the most important thing, the thing that seems to have actually shut him down, is that he has been stabbed through his core. And you know that damage to the core is one of the few things that can truly turn you off. And it's hard to fix that. Because whatever energies that are housed in your core are typically released. And without a new core, it's death. Hmm, I can definitely fix all of this, but we're gonna need a new core. I get to work. Okay. Yeah, Jeff, you had a goal, bud. Seems like a great time to do it. You drink your drinks. Yeah. People yeah, leave I you drink. alone for the most part because everybody can pick up that you are particularly cloudy today. You've always been a standoffish character with the primacy, and nobody really wants to bother you right now. Yeah, I uh, drink my two drinks unbothered. Uh, I, you know, 
for whatever it's worth, enjoy the, the change of flavor. And from there, once my gold is spent out, I sneak out the back door. And by sneak, I mean slink. I just kind of make my way out the back <laughs> door. Once I've gotten out there behind the tavern, kind of looking around, making sure that there's nobody else out here, giving myself some space away from all the people, mm -hmm. I take out my Yoon phone and I proceed to use to it. To listen to some notifications? You sure do, bud. Yeah. Time for some commercials. Hi. Welcome to Yoonphone. Here's a commercial for one of the many products that you can find through the Yoonphone right now. What? Come on down to Shia the Wolf Tinkalagin, the number one provider of you. Today in Primacy News, some of our brave soldiers have marched into a war-torn dependency. After local monsters began terrorizing their lands, the small town of Freehill reached out for Primacy help. Once a land of rebels and discontents, now calling to be brought under the protective wing of the Primacy. Now a lost lamb in need of our aid. Our brave men and women arrived in the town of Freehill and quickly brought low the null scourge that had invaded the small town. Farmers finally given peaceful rest in their own beds, all thanks to the primacy's swift forgiveness and salvation. Several of our red-coated heroes even mounted a rescue mission, saving a child and his mother from certain death. The small dwarven girl they saved had this to say. The red-skinned man is my hero. He got here just in time. I Sadly, the chosen warrior could not be asked for statement, however, as the platoon of soldiers had to leave shortly after, deeper into the dangerous dependencies of Celestion. May they be kept safe by the power of our pride, heroes of our lands. Um, woof. Woof. All right, now after the commercials are done, what do you do? <laughs> uh, I then call my handler, Darbin. Okay, you put his sigil in, and you dial it. Hey, Raisk, Raisk, is that you? Yes. Been a day and a half. We have all the ass where you were. I thought maybe the the worst that happened. A lot has happened. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I was going to wait until our in-person debrief, but I have been doing more than I'm supposed to at this stage. I have killed several men. While conscious, I awoke in the middle of the last job you gave me. You what? I awoke. He cleared the geese out of my system. It's not possible. That's what I thought. How? What'd he do? 
Fill me in. Come on. Catch me at the speed. You're talking nonsense. I don't really know. I was doing the job as normal. Of course, I don't really remember much until yeah, that's the I awoke with his hand on my head. That's all. Well, he just had his hand on your head, and you came out of it. Yes. You killed him, right? Of course I killed him. I almost died in that cave. Yeah, that... I mean, Vivaldi wanted to know why you were in the cave to begin with. Following orders, Vo sent us out there after you told me to cooperate. Yeah, Rask. This is not how things are supposed to go. Sorry to tell you, Rask, but that's just not the way things have gone for you in the past. Sometimes missions get hairy. Sometimes you have to do more than you expected. Sometimes the drugs don't come on time, and they still expect a mission to be completed. Now, Vivaldi does seem to be abusing the use of one of our agents, and we will see what we can do about that. But I asked around myself, because none of this has been making sense, and it seems to me that Griddle made the call to give him an operative. Which means that everything that Vivaldi tells you to do is straight from Griddle. Hmm. You follow me? Do you follow how deep in you are right now? I'm sorry, I didn't know. I would have probably warned you. I... At least I understand how deep I'm in now. I am formally expressing my dissatisfaction with this. Um, I'll formally write it down, Rask. And, uh, just to, so you know, I'm not exactly happy either, because I was in the dark as much as you. Listen, of all the handlers I've had, I dislike you the least. Oh, my cockles. They're so warm. Thank you, Rask. But this... This is not what I don't have choices. I know that. But know that I hate this every part of it. Yeah, yeah, Rask, I know. Hey, um, you know, it, it gets better. And I say that meaning it got worse. I just literally got a message right now from Vivaldi. I think you'll be able to pick up gauge powder from him at least. We're going to send him the Geish magically, and he has a mission for you in town. Fine. Yeah, speak of the devil, that, that guy, hey, you know, Rask, if it's any consolation, I'm starting to hate this fucker too. At least we are of one mind. Oh yeah, absolutely. Excuse me while I negotiate a better fee for this mission. But yeah, Vivaldi's going to have you Geish. Go f check in with him, he'll also give you the mission. Apparently he's doesn't need to go through the proper channels, does he? Uh, meanwhile, I'm going to make sure you get paid double. I'll talk to you later. Is that okay, Rask? This will do. Do what I can. Thank you. You're welcome. Stay safe. He hangs up. Um, I hang up the phone and proceed around the tavern to go to Vivaldi and wherever I find him. Sure. Mitch! Back in the uh, Gar's Sun. How you doing, yeah. bud? Anything you want to do? 
chatting no, up man, with a new just, barbarian friend. Yeah, just chatting and schmoozing. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say that's of note, if anyone is paying particularly astute attention, is that Deiru has had the same mug of grog the entire time. He is, again, not really drinking. He does the, uh, the sip when someone cheers you and you have to, or when you're in a situational, like, requirement. Otherwise, he stays at his wits. Uh, none, nobody Both ever comments, nobody ever comments if you're smoozing. Uh, that being said, you've started smoozing and you've also noticed the barbarian tends to smooth in your same direction. Our good, our new friend, Eric. So, you seem like a fellow warrior. And, uh, he, he, try, he tries to clink glasses with you at, early on in the night. Every once in a while, he's just banging his glass against yours all the time. Uh, fuck this guy. Aggressively so. Yeah, he's kind of a pain in the ass. What brings you here? You work with the primacy, these <laughs> these red dogs and their silly outfits. I notice you do not wear the same colors. I am under Kenorian contract. I wear Kenorian colors. You are a Kenorian. Of course. I've been to Kenoria. You are a strange Kenorian. You are short. If you've been to Kenoria, then you know to watch what you say about hobgoblins, especially to their face. Yeah, uh, he, 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 he gives you another look again, and he's like, no insult intended, my friend. It's simply amazing to see one of the Veoi so far from home. And uh, he clinks your glass again and uh, splashes a little bit out of it. Uh, roll insight. Out of my glass or out of his glass? Out of yours. Okay. Party foul, bro. Come on, man. Can't be splooshing and splashing like that. What number was that? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Three. I, I rolled sub-mitch. I'm just going to say so, that. Anytime it's below four, I'm just going to say I rolled sub-Mitch, because it doesn't matter what I rolled. Sub-Mitchian roll. I mean, I uh, add a three. So mm. you, you don't really get anything from him as he does that interaction, but he does follow up by... Spl he splashes, like, half of your glass out of it out of its... Ha half the liquid out of your glass, and then he, he very loudly says, You're almost half empty. Let me refill your drink. But of course, friend, if it is what you wish... And uh, he, he just nods, but he does walk away. He just points at the bartender, points at your drink, and then he, he walks away from you. I, uh, I go to the bartender, and uh, I put my mug on the table, and I hand him two copper, or sorry, two silver, and I say, give my refill to the, sh to the fish. And then I stand up straight, and I say, thank you, friend! And I hold up my already half-empty mug, and go back to doing what I was doing. And what was it you were doing? Just schmoozing, just talking, hanging out. Uh, it, it's going back to Halora's habits of trying to get in good with the men and looking for weak points in the social structure. After the party goes on for a while, I have things to do. There's a cart of confiscated crap outside somewhere. I need to go find that. Uh, so Halora at some point says, I, uh, thank you, friends, thank you. I find myself with a need to piss or puke. I'm not sure which, but we'll see in the morning. And he leaves. To Halora! He throws back his half of a grog, finally, and leaves. Sure. Uh, you step out, and you want to go check out the weapons area, right? The tents they have set up, and you want to specifically... The confiscation you wanna... area, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, what do you want to do? What, what's your plan there? I'm looking for the shiny thing, the pokey. You want You want the sword that was mentioned earlier? I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find it, yeah, or something sure. that looks facsimile of it. Um, go ahead and roll an investigation. Eight. Oh, Eight. I had three, but I'm... That was a five. I'm super Mitch, at least. Yeah, yeah. he's got a double Mitch there. Um, I averaged. I, I averaged a Mitch. You start tipping through the weapons, and uh, you don't oh, find wait. it. Hang on, hang on. My bad. It's a four. 
Wow. Okay. You start tipping through the weapons, and uh, you don't find anything. You kind of get frustrated, and eventually somebody steps out of the tent, and it's uh, one of the guards, and or one of the, the primacy soldiers, is like, excuse me, what are you doing? Hello. I am hello, looking... Hello, right? Yes, I am search... I, I was tra- attempting to verify a piece of contraband that I was made aware of... Has it been a day? It's been a day. That I was made aware of yesterday, but I do not see it here, which leads me to believe that there is a violation in progress. I was I was not told that you would be... that I would be having help on this detail. I was not told to help you. I am simply performing my duties. I don't... Uh, what? No. Sir, I don't think you are supposed to be digging through the weapons. This is not part of your your duties. I have not taken anything. Is it not my duty to enforce the will of primacy? Roll persuasion. God damn it. Yes, yes. Do the things, Mitch. I'm getting there, guys. Yep. I'm making my way towards rolls that matter. Making his way I rolled a 9 town. that time. We're getting there. So that's an 11. I'm above 10. In 5 or 6 more rolls, someone dies or I make a success. So he, he doesn't seem particularly moved. He's like, just knock it off and I won't tell anybody, okay? I've already had enough fucking trouble from the Inquisitors going through shit, and it messes up my whole system. The system appears to be a pile, by the way. Yeah. I imagine the system is several piles. Yeah, several that piles. That are hardly distinguishable. Yes. Gotta learn how to sort things by Mitch. Um, wow. But he's like, just stop, and I won't wow. I won't be a problem. Alright? Wow. And just stop being a problem for me, I won't be a problem for you. If you like, I could go recover the asset for What you. asset? You are the one who is tasked with this job. If you assign me, I could do so correctly, yes? I could aid you. What are you looking for? When, uh, Signor Vivaldi and I were with the mayor, he made speak of a potential item of interest. I do not see it here. I can go recover it, if you like. Or you can do it yourself. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. Um, hey, he's turning into fucking, uh, Darwin here. Uh- <laughs> Darwin's like, look, man, I got this fucking fish up my ass. I got the body up my ass. Got a lot of fucking problems. All right, leave me the fuck alone. Uh, (laughs) Take these drugs to the fish. Long drag of cigarette. Yeah, long drag of cigarette that's like as long as a fucking Corella DeVille cigarette just disappears in one fucking day off. He's a dwarf, Uh, right? Cigarettes as long as he is tall. Look, if you will go away, I will check the book. Maybe one of the Inquisitors took what you're looking for. Is that good? Will you leave me alone if I check the book? What is it you want? What's the item? It is a sword, an item of interest with a decorative hilt made sword, of horn. Sword's good enough. This town has like fucking two swords. One of them is just a hilt. Hold on. So he he is like goes through it. It's like yeah, no, right here. Um, a sword was brought here this morning, but it was picked up by Vivaldi. Oh, good. Then everything is in order. It's good to know. Yes. Thank you, sir. Why do you not drink with our comrades? We've had good success today. This city used to be a part of the resistance. There are a lot of undocumented weapons. I have not been given leave to have fun at the party. Oh, my apologies, friend. And hello, leaves. Fucking Canorians. And he goes back into the tent. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one person you fooled today. You got <laughs> one down. Yeah, yeah, I made one. <laughs> Nine. Yeah. We can start now with a a artifice roll again. You've okay. done a great diagnostic. We can just get into, let's see how far you get along repairing him. Now, I am going to take this moment and say this. With all those extra parts, you did just become an artillerist. And what do you need to make a cool new cannon? Parts. 
So first, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, build this little thing. It has legs, and uh, it can kind of shoot stuff. At this, at this point, I need it to... Are you building, building the Iron Man robot that helps him make stuff? That very specifically did not have legs, but essentially yes. Mm-hmm. Did have one arm, and I believe it, it could have shoot a laser. Arm. I had one grabby arm. It can shoot a laser. Uh, but this one, specifically, I'm using it to help me weld. Sure. And also probably crack into the case that is 41's chassis, because, like, it's pretty well armored. Like, it's not supposed to be breached. So you do yeah. have to get inside. So that is a 12 plus, uh, what is mine? I believe it's 4. Yes. Plus proficiency. Oh, plus proficiency. Over 20, then. Again. Yeah. So if your intelligence is four, your proficiency should be two, so it should be six. Yes. Right on. So 12 plus six. 18. Oh, 18. All right. So uh, you make a lot of headway. You crack into him. You do confirm all of the things that I told you before about what's damaged, and you start to repair his basic systems so that if you do kick him back online, you think he'll run without, you know, squirting oil out of his chest and falling back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also so you- have uh, one and two running around and doing, you know, handing me tools and shit as well. Fantastic. Are they always correct what tool they hand you? Or is it comedically like, no, not that one? Uh, point one is, point two, not so much. Can I have, can I have the spanner? I need the spanner, please. A spanner. That's a, that's a screwdriver. A spanner, please. Where's the spanner? Thank you, point one. Here's the spanner! That is a flashlight. And you can hold it real high for me, if you can. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Lovely. So yeah, you, uh, how, how long do you work on it, Nine, with your 18? You're making good progress. Uh, let's give, let's say a couple of hours I'm working on this, and then, uh, if Vivaldi happens to walk back into the room, I'm, gonna, I'm going to mention the fact that I do need a core, a brand new core for this unit. Um, he, he doesn't come back, but that is basically what you get up to, is that you feel like you could turn it back on. It wouldn't walk but it won't damage itself. Like, its systems are stable now. Uh, you'd have to probably rebuild a lot of the parts because it's basically been decommissioned. Uh, you got, like, one leg missing, one arm's been pulled off, and so it's still going to need some, like, mechanical work. But with a proper power source, you think it, you could get it running again. Sweet. Do you need anything else from me? No, not necessarily. If you're just working on him, we're, de- we're good. Yeah, we're just, working on, we're just working on 41. I don't really have anywhere else to go. Risk. Um, you show back up to Vivaldi's tent, probably not too long after he stepped away from Nine. Uh, you see that he is giving orders. You see that he is having a terse conversation with Foe as you come by, and then Foe walks away as you show up. Foe side-eyes you, but does not say anything to you. Um, as I approach, it's pretty rare for me, but as I approach with frustration mounting and seeing foe who i know abandoned us i take my full height and look down at uh vivaldi yes oh you are quite tall ah you must have got the the message that i have a mission for you yes yes you you need this correct this was sent to me i explained the mission and they sent this back this is important yes yes he hands you a small parcel and it says, I believe everything you need to know is in there. I nod. And I take it, I unwrap it. I was also told that upon uh, completion, I will be paying you 200 gold pieces. 
Yes. Your handler, Darbin, is uh, a fierce dwarf. I appreciate his haggling skills. As do I. I expect your mission to be done today. Heard. And uh, I take the package. I, I do what I normally do. I open it. Do you just do it right here in front of him? Mm, you're right. I don't really want him to have any leverage on me. Uh, I take more it. than he already has, right? Right, exactly. So I take it and I walk off. I find some place secluded and dark, preferably, and I go through my normal task. I take the, the geish out. I put it right behind the former gills, shoot it up. Piercing pain of the needle enters the back of your head. Well, while the pain is very sharp, it is quickly followed up by the plunge of the plunger and the disappearance of all thought. Sort of. Once again, your brain is flooded with a sort of base level of information. Somewhere in this village is a man dressed in little more than rags and robes. He talks too much. He likes to talk against the primacy. Somewhere in the back of your brain, you recognize this as the man who was preaching in front of the Gar's son when you arrive. You don't know where he is right now, but you know he's gonna die. I, um, uh, as the gauge floods over me, I turn jet black, uh, and smooth. And I don't know where this man is. I begin what is the search for my target, uh, choosing the high ground whenever possible the shadows at all times. Yeah, it's starting to become later. Dark is starting to settle in in the town of Freehill. Uh, I guess go ahead and give me an investigate roll. What's that gonna be? Not high, I'll tell you that much. Same, bud. Same. I mean, um, you are very high, but... <laughs> yeah, very high. Eleven. Eleven. Takes you a surprisingly long time to find him takes a few hours you go back to where you last saw him and you do your best to track this man but it seems to that after he after the primacy soldiers came back he kind of went to ground you do eventually find him though because in this small town there's not a lot of places to hide eventually you track you you find a man out on the outskirts in a farm trying to finish his chores and while he's not wearing the same clothes that he was before you recognize him. He's not alone, however. The house lights nearby seem to be on. Somebody has torches or candles burning inside, and you do hear a woman calling him to come inside. Roger, get in here. You know that these primacy soldiers are going to lose their minds after dark. You need to come in. They've been drinking all night at the Gar Sun. It ain't safe out here tonight, and you pissed them off. Uh, I attack him from the darkness. I just pull out my short bow. Uh, from a distance away that, that it reaches and that I know that I can't really be seen. That's a uh, dirty 20. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so that's uh, 19 plus 7, 26 stealth. Yeah, I'm going to give this dude, because he's a little bit of a paranoid person, the chance to roll a natural 20. Good luck. You You get within 80 feet, and his ears perk up. He doesn't see you, but he know like, you know that this man, the hairs on the back of his neck just rose. Put, he starts to put his tool away as you pull your bow out and fire. Uh, that's, uh, 12 plus 7, so, um, tw- 19? How's it, what is, what is it like? 
He's gathering his tools. I, I draw back my short bow, get him in my sights and let loose the bow. Merciful as I could be, also quick and silently. It hits him at the, the base of the back of the head. He's dead before he hits the ground. Your mission is accomplished and you know that the drug will wear off and the only thing that will be left for the next few hours will just be this sort of sweet bliss nothingness, but no desire yeah. to do anything. I slide off into the darkness before anybody could even come close to finding me. Roger? Roger, you coming in? Roger? Ding me. This is such a bad time. Mitch's random fact. Ow! Okay. There it is. So, a tool that is used by a tool used by hunters and assassins to silence the sound of a bow twang, because that's pretty damn loud, is you actually put a ball of fur, a tuft of fur on either end, and that will nearly silence the bowstring. So this is, is that why, why those are on bowstrings? Yep. I've seen yep. that before. Yeah, it's a sound deadening device. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna leave that long fucking pause before we come back to your horseshit, because that's rude. Man just died, and here you are making facts about it. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna make the fact earlier when he was dying, but I figured this was less not, interrupted. Not better. Uh, so, you guys are free to do whatever you want in this episode. I have no other- I go looking for foe. What? I go looking for foe. Or Vivaldi, whoever, whoever I find first. I- If you're gonna give me that kind of control, I'm gonna flip the coin. So, you're gonna let me roll a dice to see if it's foe or Vivaldi? Yeah, what are you doing this in the same night? Higher low, bud. Higher low. Oh, bud, it's me. You know that answer. Four. Hang on, Jay. What dice are you rolling? A d20. I'm gonna say that Jay rolls an eight. It's not. He's not far off. Was it higher low? He just want to be low. close to eight. It, it's Mitch. It's low. I mean, it's an All eight, right. so it's under ten, so low. Yeah, it's still low. It's a ten. Oh, my oh. other guess was eleven. What does that mean? Uh, uh, maybe this is. It. I don't want to be against your plans. But I think you find them both out of curiosity for what your plans are and me not trying to put a, a pin in them or, or fuck them up. I think you find Vivaldi talking to foe. That's fun. I can right. capitalize on either situation. Okay. So then it's both. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see the dude I'm looking for and be like about to be like, yo, foe, what's up, my dude? And then see Vivaldi and be like, oh, shit, say, say no <laughs> words. And I'm going to stealth and I'm going to lurk. I'm going oh. to lurk at them. Not lurk the skill, I don't have that, but I'm going to lurk at them to sort of see what they got going on. So, for my failed roll, that is going to be a 24. I don't think that fails, bud. I'm no expert. A 24, <laughs> huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, you get close enough to hear. They're talking near Vivaldi's tent, you come around like the back or something, or and you hear Vivaldi talking to foe. Fuck, here we are again, me and me. Hey, me. Talk to me. Isn't it great? I hate it. So, <laughs> walk me through this one more time, foe. You are claiming that nine is incorrect, and that you were not with them, leading them into the woods, correct? Uh, no, sir. When I turned around after our initial orders, Halor had walked into the woods. The others had followed him. I went looking after them, but Halor, being a apparently very good tracker, had lost us. I did my best to follow them, and then I came back to rally the soldiers the best I could, but I didn't know which way they went. Uh, Halor is going to come around the corner now. 
And, uh, ah, oh, Senior Officer Vivaldi, I, uh, came to inquire with you about things we have spoken previous. Is, is now a bad time? You tend to have particularly bad timing, Halor. But I can handle this now. What is it? Uh, we had previously discussed the possible... I wanted to make sure that we had recovered that item of interest with the mayor yesterday, and also to cash in my lanyard. If now is bad time... No, 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 no. I do wish to handle that. Um, how many eels have you procured, Halor? I have, uh, several set- it's, uh, we wanted null ears as well, yes? Is what one of the men said. Wait, ears of enemies, sure. yes, nulls count. Okay, I, that's what I, I wanted to be sure. I have ten human and five null set. Truly? Yes. Very good. Um, I have recently used my coin, so if you come back to my tent later, I will pay you in full. I will even pay you extra if you come back soon. Of course. I do. I, I have another thing for you that you can do for me later. Of course. For for now, we will we are done talking. For we will speak more later. Halor, come with me now. Yes, of course. You head back to Vivaldi's tent, and Vivaldi leads uh, you inside. When Halor uh, Halor lets Vivaldi sure. lead because it would be rude not to, mm-hmm. and he just throws foe a thumbs up behind his back as he steps in. Foe's gonna roll insight or whatever whatever <laughs> the you know world equivalent of that is. Foe gives you uh, one of his fucking what-the-fuck-halore looks that he's given you already so many times. Foe's skin turns bumpy, eh? Yeah, <laughs> hexagonal <laughs> pattern. For the first time, you do get the impression that Foe is a little bit harder to read than you've assumed in the past. You've t- taken him, like, as very nervous individual, and uh, this particular interaction and his, his response to you with the thumbs up you actually find him a little bit more difficult to read than maybe you thought he'd be. Ah, a shyster shysting, a shyster shysting. He gives you a thumbs up back, but it looks awkward. So, hello. Come, inside my tent. I have your money. Uh, it is it is due. Your ears are probably getting quite heavy, and I might as well take care of them now. I was hoping to pay you in Santitas, but you've done such a fine job. <sighs> the coffers are getting thin, but we agreed to five per ear, correct? Sure. Fifteen... Thirty. Excuse me while well, Jay does math that he's bad at. You guys walk in to the kitchen-like area, and I turn around at the stove, half, and I'm half naked, and I've got a plate of eggs and a plate of bacon, and then oh, I turn around yeah. and I see the water there, and I'm like, oh, God! <laughs> Nine, I have not seen you before in such a beautiful and enticing oh, light. What are you doing? <laughs> I see, Nine, that you made some augmentations while I was up. You took your advice and I spit on it. None of your business, hello. Look away from Nine. It's my robot. Yeah. So he, he, he counts out 75 gold pieces and then he counts out 25 more and he hands you out a satchel. He says... 75 for your ears, you may give them to me. I do not want you to try to get paid for them twice. And another 25 for you to keep an eye out on my friend, Foe. Of course. What nature of suspicion are we addressing? Well, I am unsure. But suffice it to say, members of the Inquisition are all seeking advancement at all times. And while I do not doubt that Foe is a quite a clever tiefling, I think he might not be clever enough to know that he is biting off more than he can chew. I believe there might be a spy in our group. I do not know if that is Foe, but I do know 
that according to nine, Foe has worked against us. In what way? Foe says that he did not go with you into the woods, but this is completely counter to Nine's story. He did not. He could not track me. Perhaps a mistake? Did you roll deception? Yeah, oh yeah. Because I am flat fucking lying. I know this doesn't work. Okay. 14. I would assume, you know, it doesn't work because I'm standing right fucking there. <laughs> hey, dumb I'm in the fat. Tent. Yeah, that's fine. The problem is, is you were told not to speak about phone. <laughs> <laughs> To anyone in Free Hill. <laughs> um, yes, I began to track them because we were to attack, and I lost foe behind. Nine there is so, an astounding unit, and interpreted the orders to continue. They, it continued with me. I thought Nine was an abomination, Alor. It is. It is a travesty of engineering, but it is an effective one. Like poison, I would not drink outside of the tavern. But it has its purposes. So foes report that there might be something wrong with the nine unit, that it's just making things up, is true. I do not know, but perhaps it was simply a miscommunication of order. We were told to remedy the nulls. When I went to rectify situation, nine continued with me. Perhaps nine only needed better orders. More clear, perhaps. Nine is not the question. The question is whether or not foe went with you into the woods. Well, no. I do not believe so. I was only glad that the fishman was able to contact you with his thing. Thank you, Halor. I hope the payment is suitable. Like I said, keep an eye on Foe. It may just be that he wishes to advance. And who can blame him? Ears? No. He is a member of the Inquisition. His ears are far beyond your pay grade. And your orders are beyond his. Of course. But make no mistake, if he is loyal to the primacy, I would not bat an eye if he crucified you to a stick. Of course. I have been very happy with your help, Hello, but do not overreach. My sword extends from my arm and your command. And uh, Halor is just going to give him, like, a half-assed bow because he's trying to fake respecting this guy, but he doesn't really. And uh, he also doesn't know what proper custom would be for that. Uh, Nine has been in the background the whole time, just waving excitedly at Halor and being ignored the entire time. Aww. The entire fucking time. <laughs> hey, I said your name like you three did, but times. not like at to me. But I, but I said it. <laughs> he did say the name. That's a hell. That's growth right there. I mean, uh, that's why I like turned around and said hi in the first place. But <laughs> Halor, as you bow uh, and turn to leave, you see on the table. Uh, on a separate table from the one that Nine has been working on, you see the sword. It's a very large, hand-and-a-half, sylvan scimitar sword that you have heard stories of. The one that was spoken of by the mayor is in Vivaldi's office. All right, well, he's looking at Nine's titties. I'm gonna... <laughs> the augmentations! Anyway, uh, Halor is going to... As part of dare. As part of his bow, he takes a couple steps back, then he writes himself to his full, like, five, eight and a half, or whatever the hell, turns, and, uh, you have anything else for me? No, enjoy the night. It is a good night for us to celebrate. Free Hill has been most, uh, welcoming. Uh, we will sadly be leaving in the morning, and when we leave, we will probably be shutting down the Gar's sun. That lovely wine they have is obviously Valerian, and the bartender or barkeep 
will have some answering to do, and it doesn't look good for him. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy it. Tell everyone to enjoy it. And we will be leaving tomorrow morning. As early as the grog's morning permits, I am sure. And Halor leaves. Bye, Halor! Halor <laughs> <laughs> stops for like a half step when Nine says that, and then just... It's the, uh, it looks like Halor was going to do something and then decided it's the, against it. It's the, it's the slightly hunched shoulders stop and then keep going. Yeah, like, should I? Mm, nah. <laughs> no. And Halor is going to go check in on his mark. So Halor leaves the tent and leaves you with, uh, Vivaldi. Vivaldi, uh, seems to be sort of turning in for the night. You see that he starts to take off his armor and get ready for the end of the day. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it is getting sexy. Take that armor off. Hey, hey, if you wanted to know if the red matches all the way down, it does. If the wallpaper matches the floor tile? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, attempt, I attempt to knock on a door, but like, it's a tent. There's no doors, yeah. It's a big, t- it's a bigger on the inside tent, but it's still just a tent. You want to you ding me? You want to you ding me? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do a ding. I'll do a ding. We've done one already. Two, in fact. I'll do a ding. Mitch's random fact. Ow! Do it or don't. <laughs> All right, so medieval tents, specifically war tents, specifically those of commanders, many of them actually had wooden doors because they would be built into the framework of the tent, especially tents like yurts that were used by many cultures because they actually had a metal, or a wooden framework along the inside and having a wooden door was more secure. Sure, also, here. rich people did it because fuck you, I got money. Hey, uh, Inquisitor? Evolving? Yes. Nine? Uh, so I've been working on 41 here, and I think I can get them back to fully operational. I do need another arm and a leg for them, because you didn't have that among your parts. But also, they need a new core, and I don't have one of those either. What does it take for a core? Jay? <laughs> well, you see, you, you take a core, and then you, and then you put it in. But you see, you need an apple. Line. And you get all the way to the middle there. Nine. Let me just put it in there. Nine, I need you to roll me a arcana check because I need to know if the maker told you this piece of information. She might not have. I got a nine plus six to arcana. Cores 15. are a bit of a secret of the the makers. She did not ever show you how they are made. She would do those privately. Um, you do know that as somebody who worked with Underbrew, that a core or a power source can be made from any extra planar energy source. And you know through Underbrew's work and your brief time with him that that is done by basically soul jarring or capturing in some way, shape, or form either a demon, an elemental, something from an extra planar source because their souls are linked to their body. So the amount of energy you get from them can be used as a battery. Um, as far as you know, Martha's are more complicated than that, but you do know that you can make, uh, the robots run under this technology, if nothing else. I can't make him a core like my core, but I can make him one that I learned from Mr. Underbrew, and he showed me that I could use a soul jar to capture, like, perhaps a demon or an elemental, and I can use that to help power the core for 41. Typically something extra planar. What does it take to make a soul jar, and does it require a magic that you are capable of? Nine turns to the DM. Line! Rolls Arcana. Roll Arcana. 
11 plus 6. 11 plus 6. Uh, it's not a magic you are capable of, but they are items that you could probably procure. You, th- you I think don't, the I can't is capable do of it, it myself. I can't, like, just make a soldier, but I think we could probably purchase the parts necessary for one. This adventure is getting so expensive. I will uh, reach out. In the meantime, thank you for your work, and you may... You are free to leave. Thanks! Call point one, call point two, call walker. I will see you in the morning. The maker says we are continuing to send Titus. Good night! Good night! Reyes, a couple hours later in the middle of the night, you come out of a drug stupor. You have... Did I already get paid? Uh, you were high, so unless you came back to get paid while high, no. No, probably not. You come back it, from your drug stupor, uh, you find yourself basically just behind the Garson, uh, kind of in a... I don't, I don't know what you might have camped out in. Maybe a trough. Maybe you went looking for mm. water in your, like... Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I could have been just, like, laying in a trough. That does somewhat make sense. You wake up. So, yes. If it's a trough, it's a trough. Yeah. If not, you uh, you know, I, I, I tend to throw you into muck a lot, so I don't want to force you into that. I've realized that I love throwing uh, Jeff's character into doo-doo or muck or dirty Tetris. water all the time. Yeah, gray Dangerous. water. Gray water. Yes, you do gray do water. that. Gray water. He's spent a lot of time in my gray waters. The gray waters of my world. He's a he's a a, a connoisseur of the gray waters of my world. He's half shark, not half catfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, it. I don't imagine I'd find myself in a bunch of. I wouldn't put it past being in water, but I also wouldn't put it past me being somewhere just secluded. Um. So if there's somewhere that kind of facilitates both of those things. It's not finding myself in like just a trough wouldn't be like home because salt water is so very different than regular water. So like as much as I feel like he kind so of would, actually had a thought about this and how absolutely um, unfun it's going to be to discuss the difference between salt water and fresh water. And I realized that I don't have to as the inventor of an imaginary world say that there is such a thing as salt water. <laughs> oh. So he's coming down off fair. of mind-altering, debilitating drugs. Obviously, it's 2 a.m., he's in a Denny's, and his food's about to arrive. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that there's no salt water? There may be in a fresh no, water world? It is a fresh water world. Wow. I'm making the oh. call, mainly because I don't feel like it's particularly fun to always worry about what kind of water you're in. As, like, in a fantasy world yeah. with aquatic... Oh characters it's it is and it's not i don't like it personally so, i think i think it frees us up a little bit more okay i better call kevin costner if we're in a fresh water world you know what i'm saying yeah yeah in a in a world where all water is the same yeah i, I imagine it would make sense for him to be in water yeah sure. to I, in if a, you want to be secluded i would say that you're actually in a trough in a, one of the stables or barns like the one of the 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 the, the uh the water troughs maybe for the animals uh yeah, or if there's some type of like, um, like uh, what's that water tower type situation? Not, I'd find myself not in that. so much. Not or in this sort of society. Sort of I don't think that that's a thing. Can't he just wake up in a sexy like candle lit bathtub like The Witcher? Yes. <laughs> but because, but because it's this yeah, character, one of those big it, circular it's not a bathtub, troughs. Like as he comes down off, the of that, well. no, he does. No, 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 no. He does. He does. He wakes up in a candlelit room in a tub. And, and, but because he's high as fuck, it slowly fades away and he realizes that he's in a trough 
next to a torch, and there's a horse instead of a beautiful uh, wizard woman. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I come to in one of those big circular troughs. And you go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I imagine I come to in the in the troth and something I'm not entirely new to. So as I come to, I just pull myself out of the troth and go to where I would have stashed my belongings because I'm pretty good about that at this stage. I I stash it in a place. Now you're on autopilot, but you're I not like stupid about your behaviors. You can kill men right. on this drug, like. You right. can stalk and kill a man. You know how to take your gear off and not jump into the pool with your fucking Yun phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I get my gear um, and everything I've stashed. I, I I make my way. About what time is it? Like, how deep into the night is it? It's, uh, yeah, well, 2 a.m. Denny's. Denny's, be, be, uh, Denny's, Denny's. being this random uh, barn. Denny is the farm owner. Yeah, Denny's. <laughs> yes. 2 a.m. in Denny's drop. I'm Denny, and yeah. what are you doing in my barn? I slink away. Uh, hello, <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> you didn't take anything, did you? <laughs> did you fuck my sheep? Hey! <laughs> Why do you always tell me to go fuck a goat, man? <laughs> uh... <laughs> God damn it. So I get out of the I get out of the trough and I gather my things, I make my way out, I uh, pull out my flask of booze and I finish whatever was in it, which it should have been pretty full. I hadn't had too many opportunities to drink it since last I filled it. And sort of emboldened by that and still angered from earlier. Do I know which tent is foes? Oh shit. Um roll investigation. Yeah, I mean, you act. You know what? He does, Actually, fuck he? that because you you you've been traveling with him for like a week already. Like you know their tents. Yeah, you do know. Okay, he's cool. a commander in this army then, that you've been with. It's not you aren't new. Dear Lord, what the fuck is wrong with you, die? <laughs> it's a two. It's fucking bullshit. Oh, it's definitely a two. Hold on, it's not a two. It doesn't matter. I I told you, don't worry about the roll. No, but I I want to sneak in. Oh, then yeah, I need to know that roll. Yeah, trips I know. over to lore on the way in. Goddamn oh. cat. 11. What'd you say? 11. Do I have an advantage on sneaking because he's asleep? That'd be great. I think Allure, or sorry, I think that, that Foe and that 11 says a lot. 11 is not, you're bad at sneaking. 11 is other circumstances. D20 represents luck and circumstance. And the circumstance is that Foe fucked you, and he knows you probably know it. So as you open that tent mm-hmm. flap, you see... Foe in his bed with his crossbow aimed at the door. Sure. Hello, Seth. Foe. Yes. What you did today, I would advise you not make a habit of it because you cannot always be awake when I come. Seth, it was not personal. If you remember, I tried to heal you in the woods. I do not want you to die. I think you are a good person. Personal or not, if it's my life or yours, it will be yours. That makes sense, Seth. If you want to make sure or reduce the chances of that being a thing, maybe stay away from nine. Uh, I narrow my eyes, I turn, and, uh, I don't even turn, I, I close the flap, I don't trust him, uh, 
I, you don't want crossbow chiropractic? I do not. Uh, so I just step back and close the flap, and I walk away. Done? Yeah. I'm not going to ask him. I'm not here for fucking 20 goddamn questions. Yeah. No, I mean the episode. Oh, you. I mean, I, I don't, we don't have to be, but as a solid, like, ender, I think. Uh, did you have something I also left? was going to like, talk to Foe. After Reyes leaves. Sure. Uh, Halor? Uh, so I, 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 do I know where, uh, Foe sleeps? I assume I do. He's my CO. Man, he, this NPC's popular. Yeah, guys, you, uh, you, you know where he is. You know where all the Inquisitors are. It's good to know. Okay. I, they tend to kick flaps open and yell at people. I mean, I figure, like, I in particular really, really know where the hierarchy is and isn't. Oh, yeah, you More know. More specifically isn't. So I'm gonna go, uh, oh, yeah, you know. have a discussion with Foe, because, first of all, dick move. Second of all, bro, what the fuck? Third of all, bro, you you in trouble, man. You in trouble, mate. So uh, I wrap on the tent flap when I get there, which is you know the best I can do of a knock. God shit! What the fuck? Who who, who is it? A lord. Fuck! Come on in. You hear a ratchet of a crossbow being reloaded. <laughs> if now is bad time, we could discuss it another. No, no, no! You were much more polite than Seth. Oh. But he has the crossbow in his hands. Halor just looks around, doesn't immediately see Seth, throws a wave just in case, and steps inside. Oh yeah, no, you just missed him. Is there something I can do for you, Halor? Yes, I wanted to talk to you about matters of life and death. And chain of command and death. I am unclear what the nature of our operation that you most definitely didn't attend me with and was not given under your direct orders. What is your question, Halor? Why? Or why not? If you intended for me to die in that hole, then you can go fuck a goat. And if you did not intend for me to die in that hole, it would be important for me to know that you, of course, were not there. Alor, it's a good question why. I ask same question why you would bother to protect me from Vivaldi. Because at Vivaldi's own word, you may supersede him with cunning and time, and I prefer your... More meager mannerisms. Deliberate, but not overbearing. Vivaldi is like a refreshing glass of cow's piss when you are in the desert. That is an astute description of Vivaldi, yes. Halor, I have already said this to one person already. My intent was never to kill you, but you have been hired as a mercenary in a battle that I do not think you understand. And you may have almost become a casualty, but I am happy to see that you survived. And Vivaldi would have been happy to hear that you had accompanied me to that cave and were with me for some time. He did not, but he would have been happy to hear. So I, my question to you is if I am your operative, keep me informed, yes? This sounds like an innuendo check, which used to be a skill in 3rd edition. This sounds like you want to say something without saying it. And my question exactly is, before we figure out what check to roll for that, what is it you are trying to say specifically to him? Um, so the point he's- Because you have two layers to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're either helping him- yeah. So what uh what is being said here, right? On, on paper and in illusion is fucking Vivaldi's a wanker. Fuck that guy. The stick up his ass is so big. That's I a, feel in danger. That's in the open. Yeah. yeah no, like I say, this is the summary of all of it, right? Hashtag fuck that guy. Um, I don't like you, but I prefer you. And if you're going to take over Vivaldi, I could help you. And if you're gonna do shady shit, I am definitely not against you doing shady shit. But let me know so I can back you appropriately. He's referenced several times that he covered for him with Vivaldi, but on a, but that he was not told that ahead of time, 
And if we're going to do some shady shit, you need to keep me informed. And if you don't keep me informed, I know it's because you're trying to kill me. And then you can fuck a goat. Emphasis on the fucking goat. So I think specific, I think actually what I do need, it, I think he gets it. I think that him not getting your point just inhibits our story. What I actually need is a deception roll from you because you are truly and beyond all other things uh, bad for everyone. You're bad business. <laughs> and we need to see if he doesn't pick yeah, up yeah. on that. I'm trying to make him believe that I'm good for him. Yeah. yeah. The I'm worth it roll. Yeah, roll, roll at me a deception check. 11. Total? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, no. Hello, Otter. Seven plus four, my dude. Back below ten again. Hello, Otter. Uh, you are in Vivaldi's pay, and I think it is safe to say that I do not care for Vivaldi. So if you do not care for Vivaldi, of course, we can be allies. But I will tell you what I did not tell Reisk, and it is simple. I do not wish Vivaldi to be successful in his mission. You may do with that. What you wish. Why did Vivaldi not wish you to save the people we were to protect? Why did Vivaldi also eliminate an operative of his own? You know the answers to those, Halor. Then why were you there? I began with conflicted feelings about the situation. And I changed when, it, when I realized that there was a chance that I could accomplish something important. It was not an easy decision. I have not gotten much sleep, Halor, and I would very much appreciate if you are going to kill me or rat me out to do it now so that I can attempt to get two hours before we march tomorrow morning. Uh, Halor just approaches the bed, pats him on the shoulder and says, There is no rest for the wicked, and leaves. There's no rest for anyone. Here's what I said. Halor has left. Yeah. I also am going to visit for a time. Yes! I also am going to visit Foe's tent, but instead of walking up to the door, I'm going to walk directly through the side of the tent and just continue on going without blinking because Foe doesn't exist. (laughs) He doesn't exist. His tent tent collapses and he cusses and, ah, fuck, shit. Nine, no, don't touch. Oh, what? As you just as you just walk off with his tent. I just keep going. I just keep going. The Lord just turns, looks back at Fawana's cot. My friend, it is not your night. <laughs> he hangs his head. And we cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. 
Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Etheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayask, Ryan Santos as Number 9, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories.